Hi everybody, welcome to Ask the Amigas. It's another month of Discord's burning questions and our sort of lukewarm answers. Mm. Happy Coding asks, from a fellow bald brother, you guys are su looking super smooth tonight. Thank you. So I'd like to know, do you shave electric or razor and how often? It's funny, I did attempt to shave my head before I came out here. I was going to say that, you look fresh off the... I, I did a horrible job because my razor's a crap. I need to get new one. I used to be, I, it's actually a combination back in the day. It would be the old, you, I had clip trimmers, then I had uh, like a uh, electric razor, then I would razor with a mm -hmm. shave. Mm -hmm. But shaving is such a pain in the butt. So I got this ultra electric shaver for like bald guys, mm -hmm. so like what you got, but mine's dying. It's not as good as it used to be. And so I often just don't do anything and it sort of grows out. And then I get, I'm like, my God, even for me, I look horrible. And I give up. So. Well, I I went from a, uh, you know, when I first became bald, uh, which was when I was 17. Uh, but when I decided to shave the, my remaining hair, which was like three years ago now, um, I started out with just a regular pair of hair clippers. And that was horrible. That was a bad idea. Like, just like, you mean, just, what do you mean? Like a pair of clippers that you give like those home haircut kits, just without anything on them, without any of the attachments. Yeah. That took forever. Then I got myself a Remington that's like a half moon shape. And you can kind of go like this and do that. And then I got myself one of those things that you have. But mine also died on me. And it didn't really do a good job because it was cheap. Because I'm cheap. So I went back to the Remington thing. And I've been using that since then. I shave my head. Or I cut my hair or do whatever. Every Thursday night. Like what about the beard? Are you growing a beard right now? No, I just haven't shaved. Yeah, I have a hard time growing a beard because I, my hair is extremely light. You know, now that you're bald and you've just given up like I have. Don't you wish you could just put something on your head and just hair would never come back? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know why they don't make like a nair, like hair remover for bald guys. Yeah, because you just get sick of it. I, I get tired of it. Yeah, you know? it yeah. It's old. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Super Tech Boy asks, have you ever stood in line at midnight for a game release? Yes. Uh, no. no I, I stood in line for Christmas stuff at midnight. A game release. I can't think of any game. No, I would say no, I have not. I've stood in line for a release, but it wasn't at midnight. I've never done that either because none of the games that I'm into have midnight releases. That's more of a modern thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember when Street Fighter 2 came out in the Super Nintendo, me and me and the Brent wanted that real bad, and we got it real early. But it's funny, the thing is, you didn't know when stuff was getting released. Like, I, you had no idea. You know, so I had no clue when stuff was getting released. You would just wander into the store and it would be there. Mm -hmm. It's not like now where you're like, here's the big release of like, you know, Call of Duty 27. Oh, I gotta right. get that. Or Madden or stuff. Right. Because, and also there weren't, like now you have to get in line because they may not have enough or whatever. That was never, ever a problem mm -hmm. back in the day cool. because no one knew when it was coming out. Right, you know? right. And of course now there's no reason to stand in line for anything because everything's available digitally. You know, yeah, and, so, and yeah. what you you can actually pre-order the game where it will download and they just unlock itself. At Have midnight. you ever stood in line for like a console or anything? I'm trying to think if I've ever stood in line for anything. I stood in line one time with my buddy to get concert tickets to see Metallica. Mm -hmm. Now I don't like Metallica, so I was just sort of there to lend him moral support. Mm -hmm. That night sucked. I bet. So I'll never do that again. I stood in line to see, uh, to get tickets for Counting Crows when I was in college. Oh, where'd they play? In, in Athens. Oh, yeah. I didn't end up going. I sold the tickets. Did you get a good deal on them? I, I think I sold them for more than I bought them so for. So you're one of those people. No, because I like Counting Crows, but I, I'm, me too. I'm me, and I'm like, man, 
I got these tickets, but I kind of want to get rid of them right away because maybe they're too much. Listen, you were so. a scalper. Yeah. I yeah. like it. Uh, let's see here. Our next question comes from Paul, a.k.a. Hermsky. He says, if you could invite any four well-known people, dead or alive, to a dinner party, who would you choose for the most explosive night? Well, I mean, if I'm just picking four random people just so I want to see a ride. Right, right. That's that's the... Okay, dead people. Okay. Dead or alive. Oh, dead or alive. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, I would pick Trump, uh, Gigi Allen, uh, uh, Gorgeous George, and... And Don Rickles. Okay. There you go. Now that is a lineup right there. Okay. I'd go the other way. I go Don King. Okay. The Nate. The Nate. Good choice. You. Me. Yeah. How did I get in there? You're you're going to be the cause of the explosion. Oh. Probably get the chud in there. And share. But we're not famous. It doesn't say famous. Oh, I thought it did. It says four well-known people. We're not well-known. The Chud? The Chud? Who doesn't know the Chud that's watching this right now? A lot of people. That's not true. Barkbit asks, what's the sickest you've ever been? Was that a couple years ago when you went through your bad times? The sickest? You almost I... died then. No, I did not. almost die. Um... When was I, I? You know, I've been. I'm gonna pay for this. Knock on wood. Plastic. I have been. Despite what you think, I've been brutally healthy for most of my life. Mm -hmm. I've never had any broken bones. I've never had any massive injuries. I've never had any like car, like internal injuries, internal bleeding, hernias. Yeah, I've never had any of that stuff. Knock on wood again. Uh, so my most devastating illnesses were almost always some sort of down for the count virus. Now there have I've picked up some stuff. Remember when the we had the derecho go through? Mm -hmm. I had a, a real bad couple nights when I had no power and I was, you know, seeing stuff and I was out of my head. So I've had some fever dreams. Mm -hmm. But I mean I've been very fortunate to not ever be seriously injured. Yeah, the sickest I've ever been was probably when I was in Thailand, which is not the place you want to get sick. Uh, I was uh, severely dehydrated and it was extremely hot, and uh, I did not seek medical treatment until yeah. I'd already developed heat heat stroke or heat so exhaustion. This was very similar to your things. vacation. And then, of course, I did it again when we were on vacation. It seemed like you'd have learned a lesson there. Nope. You know, my buddy told me that he heard that if once you had that heat exhaustion once, it like could come back quicker the next yeah, time. Yeah, that's absolutely true. That's so absolutely true. So don't, Nick, for God's sake, don't get overheated. But uh, we, I got treated. It was like a mash unit. Yeah. And of course, everybody in Thailand is not very tall compared to me. So my, I, there's a picture of me. I'm laying on this bed. This with these iron rails, and the bed's like four foot ten, and my legs are hanging off the end. There's an old oxygen canister beside me. It's 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 something. So, uh, yeah. Um, all right, uh, David Hearn Ryder says, as punishment, you are forced to play a CD TV game excluding Defender of the Crown for an hour. Which one do you pick? I'm going first on this one. Now, you, this is the, the, we should pick the best one or yeah. the worst one? Yeah, it says, as punishment, you're forced to play a CD. You can pick any one that you want. Okay. I'm going SimCity. SimCity on the CD TV, not bad. Um, this is a CD TV release. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with. They had a release of. Uh, um, oh boy, what's the name of the stupid game? Of course, my my brain just locked up. You know, uh, uh, 
what's the game? We've played this game. It's on every system. It's a shooter with all the organic stuff attacking you. It's the sequel. It's got bomb Salamander? No, it's bomb to base. Oh, Xenon 2. That's it. Xenon 2. I would pick that. It's got a pretty cool CDTV release. Okay. Uh, and, of course, you've got the soundtrack and mm-hmm. stuff on there, too. And yeah, you've so also... You can... The Aliens role is expanded on there. He's much cooler, so I would go with that one. Okay. Petzl, Z9, KZ, Zap9. Wow. Says, if the 8-bit and 16-bit computer hardware and software makers could have known that video games would become an $85 billion a year industry in 30 to 40 years, yeah. what do you think they would have done differently at the time? Maybe the hardware answer is different than the software answer. Well, I think one thing they would have done was put way more emphasis on their uh, co- their console computers. I mean, let's face facts. Yes, computers are a big-time player right now. But, I mean, for a long time here recently, the big money's been your consoles. and For gaming, I should say. And uh, a lot of those 8-bit... May- Listen... Uh, they all tried their hand at sort of a half-ass console. Every one of them, right? The Amstrad, the all these guys, and they all sucked. And the, C- the CD32 was probably the king dong of missed opportunities because you had something there because you had some decent hardware. I think what I would have done, uh, and this should have happened probably irregardless of whether they knew about the big money that was coming or not, is to, is to actually put out a console that someone would buy and think of some good reasons and some good games to put on the consoles. Because, I mean, I think, and I'll look at the Amiga in, in, in particular, but they're not the only culprit here. I mean, even stuff like the FM Towns Marty and all these, I mean, these were all consoleized computers, you know, uh, that, that could have had a chance if they would have done a better job uh, uh, and put more resources into it instead of just making a, a, something to play cheap, old computer software on. I think if they'd put a little more emphasis on their console branch, that would have made them the big money. That's what I would say. Uh, I've got two answers. All right. One is that you have to uh, treat your programmers better, and you have to develop a stable of the best of the best programmers in-house. Okay? So if you look at any of the Japanese companies that are major players, like Sony, Nintendo, etc. Yeah. They developed a relationship with these big software uh, companies, or they grew them in-house, where they paid them real salaries. They paid them real business person money to make games. And it's funny, when you do that, the games get better. And people don't half-ass stuff just to get a game out the door. That's number one. Number two is you have to be aware of the evolution of game controllers. Okay. Oh yeah. We went yeah. all the way into the mid '90s in the computer world with people thinking you could still get by with a one-button controller. Yeah. I think a lot of mistakenly thought since they were a computer that you could get away with it because you got that keyboard there. Right. That ain't gonna cut it, brother. No. no. You know, and and you're dead on uh, the the one-button joystick. And I will say, and that's the funny thing, like a CD32, they've got a modern joystick. It's got six buttons plus a start. And they still have games coming out for that only have one button. Yeah. Well, that's what's the point of having the controller? Right. Still, you know, that's 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 sort of we sort of meet in the middle there mm-hmm. because if you've got to, if you're going to try to go down the console role, don't just like repackage your crap. Mm-hmm. You've got to make this something else. Now think about a CD like an Amiga. Here they are, they're floundering the computer market. They may have had a shot in the in the early console days mm-hmm. instead of put out rehash crap. 
which is mostly what they did. So right. it's a missed opportunity. And, and I think those sorts of companies died because they were destined to fail. Yeah. You know? And of course, the, the one other thing is, you know, piracy on the computer was a problem because the media was so easy to copy. And I think that no matter what, the computer industry for gaming was destined to fail because of that alone until you got to the point where you could do things like online checks to see if you have a legitimate piece of, you know, or the or the digital distribution. Thing. I think up to where you had uh, uh, outfits like a Steam, mm-hmm. really, that's when the computer, I mean, look at it now. Like, right. It's killing. Yeah, you know, it's and that's killing. what it was. And the thing is, uh, no one really complains about Steam because mm-hmm. you get good deals on right. there. They right. keep you happy, mm-hmm. uh, so it's a win-win for everyone. It's nice that they got to that point, you right. know, but it took a long time of failing time. to get there. Chris Folds asks, he's asking about in-game purchases. Are they a necessary evil to cover the spiraling cost of development, or are they just pure evil? It's funny. I, way, way back, I'm going to bring him up again because I know you love him. Retro Gaming Radio, Shane Monroe, he did a he did an editorial on in-game purchases. Mm-hmm. Right? And I remember hearing this, and it was it was very prophetic in what happened. It's exactly what he said was going to happen. Like, this is going to bring down gaming. It's going to change the way we game, and it's not for the better. And he's right. Uh, in-game purchases of content that is extra, that is, uh, I'm okay. You know, uh, uh you know, let, you know, there's like when City of Heroes is around. Okay, here's a whole new set of worlds you can buy. Okay, you don't have to have them, but they weren't originally available. They worked on them after the game was released. They enhanced the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's one thing. But when you're selling pity pack crap uh, or making it so you have to have the stuff to to have an enjoyable experience, and the good thing, the thing about online gaming has it's perfect, perfect for in-game purchasing. Because all, now you're not just competing against computerized characters. You're competing against Jimmy across the street. And Jimmy's character has got a cool outfit. He's got sparkly name. He's got all this stuff that you want, but you got to pay. You know, and so you're, when they build up that sort of competition, you're, they're in-game. Uh, you, you get people motivated to do that. Just like Bob, same reason mobile phone games are built on this model. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a horrible model. I can't stand in-game purchases. I would rather just have, I want to buy the game. I'll, just tell me what the game costs. You know, I don't like, uh, I mean, we play that Splinter Cell game, all right? Everyone loves this game. I don't like it, all right? On top of that, they've got all these characters. They've spent money. They've got all these different types of characters to play with. they got all these different weapons. i got one guy, right, with like a couple weapons, okay? So a game I don't like instantly becomes less fun. And, and on top of everything else, every time I load the game up, it's shoving my face into it. Look, you can get this. Look at that. Look at this. Look at all these weapons. Look at this hot chick you can buy. You can play here. But you got to pay. You know, I don't. It just it irritates you more than anything else. That's one of the things I like about being a retro game guy. I don't have to put up with this crap. You know, it, that takes away my enjoyment of the game. What about you? Well, I think that the market. Okay, the the game companies didn't invent in-game purchasing. The market decided that that was what they wanted to do, because when the iPhone came out, you had games that sold for ten bucks, fifteen bucks, twenty bucks, and then you also had games that were ninety-nine cents or games that were free, and you could buy bits of the game at a time for X amount of money. Far and away, 
the users of the platform decided that they wanted to get the game for cheap or free and buy pieces of the game piecemeal. Uh, to, and, and that's why the market has turned into what it is. Um, anytime that you buy anything or you get something for free, you have to expect that they, the developers make their money somewhere along the line. Now, I choose to play some games that have microtransactions. Like, I play Hearthstone. This is one of these card games, right? Mm. Every couple of months when I get the urge to play, I say, hey, okay, I'm going to get back into this thing and I'm going to throw down 20 or 30 bucks and get some new cards, okay? I think the trouble is, is that when you make games that are real, real popular, like you said, with kids, and you sort of, it's, it's sort of like this addictive thing where you, can, you constantly dangle carrots in front of them and it's no good saying well these are just cosmetic things because to kids those are the things they want to have the sparkly name they yeah. want to have the flashy outfit yeah, yeah and what you're doing is you're conditioning kids to become addicted to these things that they're paying just a little bit for every time yeah and that's unfortunate i do think that if you um you know if you it's just like everything else if you give your kid an allowance or something, say you can only spend X amount per month on this thing, so you got to choose carefully what you want, you can sort of skirt around that, or you can choose to play Nintendo games that don't have a lot of stuff. But then again, you're paying 60 bucks out of your pocket for a complete game. You're right about the conditioning. My kid plays Roblox, and I play with him sometimes. And that that is an educational system designed to part your son or daughter from their money as they get older. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in-game purchases, I look at the phone model a little bit different than I look at... I mean, you're right. There's Certainly, there's a similarity there, obviously. But, I mean, uh, it's a little bit different. I look at apps a little bit different than I look at computer games. But, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong to do that. But it's a... It's sad to me. I read this all the time. Of course, I watch a lot of shows where they talk about old games that were released and not old, or not that old. And they talk about how they ground people up. The games have been ruined because they, they the people demanded the the uh, the add-ons, the, the DLC, the the content, and they made it so difficult to play the game without it. I mean, it's ruined good games. The people that made the game didn't even want that to happen. Sure, you know they because now that's where the money comes from. Mm -hmm. We've got to decide. You know, as an, we talked about Steam a minute ago, and we like Steam. And Steam uh, has as much DLC as anybody, okay? If I pay practically nothing or get a game for free, okay, I expect that there could be some DLC in it, and I should, because I got it for nothing, okay? But if I pay $30 for a game, I expect a game there that I can play on a competitive level with everyone else without having to spend any more money. I've spent X amount of dollars. Now, that's a stupid thing to expect and wrong because that's not the way it is, you know. So, no, and I guess in closing, I don't like it. I never liked it. I try not to participate in it. I try to talk to my son and tell him why this is a dumb idea. Uh, but, you know, it's here now. You know, remember a few months, a years ago, people were complaining that the Xbox 360 or whatever, the Xbox One wasn't going to have a drive. Mm -hmm. You know, and they were like, they put it, begrudgingly, they put it anywhere. All that's gone because it was just slowly conditioning. Mm -hmm. And the next generation of kids, they are going to be, they don't have any qualms about buying everything digitally. The Comic next generation of kids, I mean, this generation of right, kids. Right, but I mean, they've moved on to yeah. where we're, our voices are irrelevant. Now we're the old fogies that are crumpy about stuff. I don't want physical media either. 
You know, well, I, I mean, for some stuff, but that, I, I'm not talking about physical I'm media. I'm not buying discs. It's not the physical media aspect that's, that's gone. It's the fact that, you know, now you're on basically a subscription system for almost everything. You don't even, that's not what they call it. That's what it is. We talked about comic books years ago. Remember I told you I'd never buy DLC, comic books, you know, downloadable, but I mean, that they've got it over. Mm-hmm. If they get stuff over, yeah. well, you're it's right, like, the it's, market... It, was conditioned in the I'm never going to say I'll never do this or that because if if it if it makes sense to me monetarily, it's like Netflix. Netflix is a subscription, but especially when it first came out, it was totally worth it because it was ten bucks a month. And you got a billion things. Yeah, the net, a, you know you got to take the good with the bad. Right, yeah. right. All right, we're moving on. Pajaco sixty five oh two says, "What is the nastiest stank you've ever smelled?" I've been in some outhouses that were in some porta potties that were really bad. You know, I, I may have told this brief story, but it, I, my grandma, uh, uh, my aunt, I should say, had a had a house that didn't have any plumbing mm-hmm. out out in Milton. Mm-hmm. And me, I'd go there and stay with my cousin. Yeah, you know, and they had an indoor toilet, but it went down. I don't know how this. It was old school house. Mm-hmm. They basically had an indoor outhouse, mm-hmm. and there's a reason why you shouldn't do that. All right, number one, <laughs> where are you going to put your moonshine distillery that's right and number two uh it stinks it stinks and that you don't want to be near this is a dumb thing to say but really trying to sleep near open sewer not good no and i remember being in his house like two in the morning watching all these old all-night sci-fi movies like the 50s Mm -hmm. and that stank rolling in there and it was it's it's a feeling that i'll never forget just like man this is the worst yeah yeah that's awful i never stayed over there no more that's awful do they still live there oh gosh these people are all long long gone um for me any kind of a like rotting animal smell like if you have an animal die in your house like a mouse or whatever yeah that's no good that's no good there's a reason why they make that smell bad because you don't want to be around yeah yeah i agree uh, David Hearn Ryder asks, was there a more deadly tag team than Bundy and Stud? Yes, although they were pretty deadly. In real life, I wouldn't want to tangle with those guys. Uh, the Steiners are really deadly. The Road Warriors are really deadly. The Powers of Pain were really deadly. What about your favorite, the Midnight Express? They weren't that deadly. Mm-hmm. They were, they were, none of these teams can hold a candle to the Express because of their wrestling ability. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking guys that would actually Just mess bruisers, you up. Yeah. 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 Uh, 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 Andre had a whole myriad of tag partners, like Jumbo Saruta or or, or uh, one of those big Japanese guys. You know that could they could if they were huge giant freaks, they could right. murder you. Right. You know, so any of him and any of his partners, he would Hulk. Who and, was uh, did Boss Man and um, and Earth? Or, no, it's Bo- Boss Man and the One Man Gang right, were a tag right, team. Yeah. That was another bunch of. I'm going with that. I'm going with you that. Know, but that's that's. Uh, you know, but I'll tell you what, Stud was a seven, a legit seven footer, and Bundy, uh, girl months used to call King Kong Bundy the condominium with legs. Mm. That's an apt description of King Kong Bundy: big, huge, bald, smooth, bald, murdering machine. The face looks melted. He just, I love Bundy. Mm. He, he reminded me of uh, the uh, who's the guy in uh, Fisk in the, the uh, in King Pen, yeah, King Pen oh. in the uh, Spider Man and stuff. The big, huge, bald guy mm. that's just massively huge, you right. know, so love those guys, love them. Um, Barkbit asks, what's the coolest video game weapon ever? I'm going to go with the portal gun. I was thinking about portal the other day. That is a, a neat game mm-hmm. and a neat, that's a neat gimmick. Um, the, mo- the neatest video game weapon. It's funny, I was listening to uh, 
I was listening to Pixel Gaiden the other day, and they were talking about um, heavy barrel. And in that game, you you assemble the heavy barrel, mm -hmm. which is like it's like a rotating. Gun. Yeah, mm -hmm. that would be pretty cool. Also, the golden gun from this uh, uh, what the game the same company made that spy game. Uh, Sly spy. Sly spy. Uh, which is pretty cool. I will say the uh, uh, Death Adder's axe always looks pretty cool. I put that in there. The BFG's in there. Uh, so any, take your pick. Lionheart, sword, of course. No, no. Uh, Especially him. Benz asks, if you could sing one song absolutely pitch perfect, what song would you pick? Gosh. I know immediately. Really? Yeah. You know, whenever we play rock band, I always sing Young Americans by David Bowie, and I cannot sing that song very well because I'm not David Bowie. I'd love to be able to sing that song Pitch Perfect because it's got everything. It goes low. It goes high. I would probably pick something from Karen Carpenter. Uh, I've been listening. It's Karen Carpenter was a woman with an extraordinary, perfect pitch, uh, extraordinary voice that did sort of middling material. You know, uh, she's and, a great drummer too. Yeah, yeah. So it probably something I'm just gonna take. Oh, perfect pitch though. I could do anything. I could do like uh, Queen, yeah. ABBA. Yeah. Like, there's so many awesome singers. ELO. You want to have something that you know? I think any a lot of Queen songs would probably be great to be able to sing. How about uh, how about uh, um, when you wish upon a star? Because you can, you know, you get that high note, right, right. and I'd want to hit it Gene Simmons style, where you go way up there to get it. So I'm gonna go with that. I can sing all those songs already perfectly, Super Tech Boy. Meatloaf. The thing is, when I think picture perfect, tonal quality, Meatloaf doesn't come to mind. He's more guttural. Yeah, he's all soul. Uh, Chris Folds writes, do you prefer reservations or the wait list approach at restaurants? When was the last time you called for a reservation at a restaurant? It's been a long time. I know I've done it prom. before, but I didn't go to prom. Uh, so... Um, so I would go, I, they both suck. Oh, no, you know, I'll take that back. I've made reservations many times with the app. Does that count? I've used the app to get, like, get in a virtual line. Sure, that counts. I'm going to go with that Chili's. I've done that many times at Chili's. I'm going to go with that. Uh, yeah, I like reservations because you talk to somebody and you can specify where your table is. Because I'm very particular. When we go to a nice restaurant, I don't want to be in, like, the middle table between two booths. That's no good. I want a booth by the window. You know the worst table is like, you know those booths that are like for like five people and they're round? Mm -hmm. You go to Afby's there in the valley, they've got those booths with a square table. Oh my gosh. So the people in the corners, they're getting hosed yeah. big time. Yeah. And the people sitting in the non-corners are far from the table. Right. You're both. That's crazy. Well, they suck. Yeah. Uh, Graham W. Vebke writes, Would you rather have lots of time and only a few games to play, or lots of, game, lots of games and only a very limited time to play them? Lots of time. Lots, lots of time. Lots of, lots of, uh, lots of time and a few games. Yeah, that's yeah. One. me too. I'd like to get to know, uh, you know a few games very, very well. Yeah, because I've been playing a game. I spent a lot of time on a game that I would never play. And I will say, just because I had a little extra time, it was nice to be able to sit back and actually just play a game, mm -hmm. any game. Right. Uh, his second question is, have you ever stopped playing a game because it made you too emotional or scared? Yes, many times. Many times. Uh, there's a uh, there's a first-person shooter game where you take on, like, was it called Ghost or something? It was some kind of tactical game where you end up taking on the supernatural mm -hmm. stuff. I stopped playing that. 
Uh, Doom, believe it or not, that was scary to me back when it first came out. I was like, man, this is too intense. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's one. Uh, Gabriel Knight, I got kind of creeped out a few times playing that. Uh, the second one. Uh, uh, you know, uh, what's the big, what, Siphon, not Siphon Filter, The uh, what's the big PlayStation, the weird creepy one? Oh, not, Silent not Hill? Res- yeah, Silent Hill. I didn't even, I was like, I'm I wouldn't even that. attempt yeah, that. Yeah, so good. For and me, Boat's even more cowardly than I am. For me, I stopped playing Alan Wake because I thought it was too scary. I never played that one. Uh, and Bioshock, which I really wanted to get into because I love like the whole like Art Deco yeah. thing. Bioshock but, is creepy. Yeah, but it's, it's another it's one. Creepy. Yeah, it's creepy. Um, it's funny though, we play Friday the 13th and Dead by Daylight now, and those are both pretty creepy, but I don't, it didn't bother me as much. But you're with your boys when you're right. doing that. When you're by yourself, things are a little, a little, a little different. Yeah. Uh, he says you can. Uh, Graham's final question is: You can swap your car for one of these iconic vehicles. Okay. Okay. There's a DB5 Aston Martin from Goldfinger. Oh man. The Ferrari uh, from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. The Pontiac Trans Am from Knight Rider. The Charger from Dukes of Hazard. Firebird from Smokey and the Bandit. The Grand Torino from Starsky and Hutch. Mini Cooper from The Italian Job, Beetle from The Love Bug. Ah, that Fer- thing was sentient. The Ferrari from Magnum P.I. or another iconic Man, he car he got a lot list. of good ones yeah. there. Not the Volkswagen from The Love Bug because that thing was alive. <laughs> and sometimes Herbie would just drive off and he, he wouldn't let you out. <laughs> That's true. That's you know, true. he'd squirt oil on people. Mm. It was funny as a kid, but man, I wouldn't want to be in that. Yeah. What would it be like to be in it? It's like Speed Buggy. Mm. This thing's alive. You're in it. Right. What is that? Yeah. That's you no know, good. So that's out. Uh, Madden P.I., no. Uh, the Mini Cooper, no. Starskin Hutch, I like that car okay, but no. Smokey the Bandit, no. Dukes of Hazard, that was a cool car, but now you'd be politically chastised if we drove it around. Oh, no, so that's General Lee still drives it around. Yeah, but he didn't have the rubble flag on that's top, true. so it's a, it's a, you know. The Knight Rider car, it's a much like Love Bug. You get in that thing, and it's just like Michael. Like, you're not Michael. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to close Ejection. all the doors. And, like, the, siphon out all the oxygen. Mm-hmm. You're dead. So, no. So, there's only one clear choice in this. And this is the DB5 Aston Martin from Goldfinger. That's an awesome car. That's a great flick. The car's got shields, machine guns, ejector seats, oil slicks, rotating license plates. Mm-hmm. And it's an awesome car. So, even if it did nothing, it's still cool. So, I'm going with that one. Yeah, that's, that's of this list, that's probably the one that I'd go with, too. But... I'd want to. I would want to. That whatever car that the James Dean car, the one that he died in, that that uh, the James Dean death car. Yeah, the James Dean death car. Give me that one. I don't know what that one. I don't even know what kind of car. Was he a, died in a car. How yeah, he died in a. Uh, I think it was a Cobra. It was, it was a, uh, one of those uh, Cobra Shelby Cobra cars. Uh, maybe it was a Porsche type thing. But anyways, a two seater convertible. And it has the the windshield with nothing above it. Oh yeah, and, yeah. yeah. But when it cool. rains, you're bad. Yeah. I'll, I'll just a few cards to add to the list. The original Batmobile from the old TV show was awesome. Mm-hmm. The uh, Monster car, that thing was awesome. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. The Monster Mobile. Yeah. Also, the car from the Beverly Hillbillies where Granny would sit in the back in the, in the rocking chair. That's <laughs> awesome. That'd be good. fun. Well, this sounds like a rally game. How about making. how about the Homer? The Homer. <laughs> That was the problem with Detroit. You could make these cars. You could make a Homer. That's wrong. It's a good list, though. It is. I it mean, is. part of me says Herbie the Lobo would be fun, but it should be scary. Um, and uh, Lord Soup lists a couple extra ones. There's it's like uh, my lawn's getting mowed. Yeah. There's the uh, Ferrari from Miami Vice, the Corvette from the A-Team, 
Uh, I guess the band from the A Team could be on there. The oh, DeLorean yeah. from Back to the Future. That would be cool. Yeah. Uh, and uh, John Wick's 69 Ford Mustang Boss 429. You know, I've never seen them Wick movies. I hear they're great. Yeah. yeah. But I never saw one. Uh, Christian Russell adds Steve McQueen's 68 Ford Mustang from Bullet. What about Steve McQueen's motorcycle from The Great Escape? That'd be kind of funny. That way you, you instantly jump over stuff. Also, I've never rode a motorcycle with myself. I'd probably die. Yes. Um, Mitsuyama asks, who is Nibbler? And how did he or she get the nickname Nibbler? So this is in reference of our previous show when we were talking about the cell phone game Nibbler. And Mitsuyama thought we were talking about a person called Nibbler. Although, maybe the Chud, maybe it's one of his new ones, you know? It's this Tech Nibbler? Uh, tech Nibbler. No, that's no, that Nibbler's an old video game. The one thing I remember, remember, uh, um, remember when, uh, uh, what was that, the King of Kong? The guy's going over all the different video game records he's seen. Mm-hmm. He's like, someone just sent like 30 tapes out of their game, like their world record score on Nibbler. It was like 8,000 hours of Nibbler. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, Pixels at Dawn asks, oppressively hot weather or uncomfortably cold? Oppressively hot. Yeah. I would rather be uncomfortably cold. This sounds like a helicopter's landing. Yeah. Nearby. Yeah, it's like you're wondering what that noise in the background is. They're, they're my lawn guys here. Good timing, lawn guy. Pajaco6502 writes, have you ever won anything in an awesome comp? Have you ever won anything awesome in a competition or a prize draw? Tons, tons of stuff. My, of course, my favorite, I've told that story many times about winning all that stuff at that graduation. Right. I also won a TV at the uh, skate arena, black and white TV. I love that TV. I had that thing forever. And I was the only kid that had TV in his room, like ever. Right. Especially at this price point. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just like, man, I'm the King Dong. I've got the, I got the TV. I, I, of course, a scholarship. I won that that night. I've been very fortunate over the years. I've won t-shirts at wrestling shows. I won the half and half one time. Um, so yeah, I've won all kinds of stuff. I've been, I, I, my friends all consider me pretty lucky. Yeah, I am not lucky. I never win anything. So no. You know, we went to a uh, char con a couple years ago before the unpleasantness. And I, they had a, they have a drawings in there. You put tickets, you, you've been to char con. Yeah. You put tickets, they have a box of tickets that you put tickets in in front of these various role-playing and board game goodies. And then at the end of the day, they see whoever put the most tickets in there. Oh, no, they draw them out. So if you put more tickets in there, your you chances of winning are better. Yeah. And I watched the Chud come in, who's profoundly unlucky. <laughs> and he bought like 50 bucks for the tickets. He was loading all these down. He didn't win a darn thing. And it was just, he's so much like Charlie Brown. The look on his face with all these drugs. And he thinks it's... When he spent all that money for the six, he knew he wasn't winning nothing. <laughs> he knew, and he did not win anything. Not a darn thing. Poor Chud. Um, Batman asks, <laughs> Tori Amos or Kate Bush? Tori Amos? Are you kidding me? That's an easy one. Tori really? Amos. Oh, yeah, I love Tori. See, I, I like both of them a lot. It's a tough one for Kate me. Kate Bush is more fairy-like. Her voice, she's... Nothing wrong with being fairy. She goes way out there, and she's yeah. also way for thin. Yeah, Tori Amos is great, though. I'll probably go with Tori Amos. Although Tori Amos went a little nuts. Well. But she started out pretty nuts. Yeah. She started out pretty nuts. Pixels at Dawn asks, what's the best ever pack-in game? Wii Sports. There's no question. It's Wii Sports. Wii Sports That's is... That's the answer. And, and with, uh, I will honorable mention the Donkey Kong on the Coleco and Combat. It depends on your perspective, which is the best 
for sales or which is the most fun? Well, I think for both, Wii Sports well, is I'm the talking answer. second place. Oh, okay. oh, Wii Sports. Yeah. I'd play it right now. Yeah. I'd play it right now. I love that game. Um, David Hearn Ryder asks, can the Patreon song be sung to the tune of Eye of the Tiger? <laughs> Man, that guy's just wrecking the house out there. <laughs> he's got a chainsaw. He's cutting into, the, uh, cutting into the building. I would say you've done Eye of the Tiger, haven't you? Sure. No. Really? Yeah. So the answer is yes, it can. Uh, <laughs> Chris Folds asks, is it me or do modern things not make sense? <laughs> Who asked this? Chris Folds. Does it Folds look work for a modern front-facing company? He does. He does. I've always considered Folds at the tip of modernness, but yes, no, it doesn't make a lick of sense. In fact, you look around at what's going on sometimes, and you're just like, I have moments. My buddy at work, he told me last year, he's like, listen, I'm not listening to any more news, and I'm not going to talk about the news. Right. And I still bring it up occasionally, but I see where he's going. It's when I go up to the river house and I'm sitting there and it's quiet. Everything seems great. But then sometimes you come back to reality it all goes sideways right. on you. So, right. yeah, things don't make much sense these days. I'm going to agree. But maybe people have always said that. I don't know. Super Tech Boy, yes, there is a list. It is pinned to the Amigos podcast channel on Discord. There you go. Pixels at Dawn maintains the list of all the songs, the Patreon songs. He's a mad, but that's what a thankless job. Yes. That should be, they should publish that in the magazine. They should. Uh, Christian Russell asks, in Britain, publicly loved and respected people like Sir David Attenborough and Dave Judi Dench are often referred to as national treasures. Yeah. Does the U.S. have the concept of national treasures? If so, who are accepted as such? Well, we did. Natural treasures now are the ones that you, because everyone's getting torn down. Mm -hmm. There was a time where guys like John Wayne and Jimmy Stewart certain uh certain like jfk would be another one we would put up there but the america's side hobby is to screw everyone that we like that then maybe we'll bring them back but maybe not maybe they're just bone and so it's hard for a guy to be considered a national treasure i have to ponder this for a moment Bo, do you have any just right off the top of your head just right off the top of my head i'm thinking about people like carson um, and again, yeah. he, these guys aren't exactly what I would call peers of German snow. But yeah. Well, no, but I mean, neither is David Attenborough. Yeah, 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 fair enough. Uh, I'm thinking about Cronkite. Yeah, that's good. That's excellent, yeah. Um, I was going to say Fred Rogers, but I think he's Canadian, so that wouldn't work. But he would definitely yeah. be a national treasure. Yeah. You're right, Fred Rogers. Yeah. Uh, uh, Blip Blob just said Tom Hanks. Sure, I would Tom put him Hanks, in there. He's, yeah. he's probably up there. Yeah, you know, despite Bachelor Party and uh, Joe versus the Volcano and some of the duds he's made, he's been in enough good stuff. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, it's tough. It's tough to. to uh, I'm trying to think of non-famous actors. Right. Do we have like poet laureates or somebody that or somebody like that? Oh, we do. Maya Angelou. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think enough Americans even know who that is. Sadly, even I know, but. Uh, that's the thing. That's why famous people make the list because we all know who they are. Right. You know. Right. Boat. Uh, Boat should be on course. their teacher of the year. You could also be a national treasure. You're a local treasure. Uh, yeah, that's, that's true. Something. That's true. Uh, Lord Soup writes Linda Carter or Gal Gadot <laughs> as hottest Carter. Woman. Linda Carter. Linda Carter. Are you kidding me? Who asked that? Lord Soup. Come on, Soup. Chris Folds Wait, asks. Didn't pick. Oh, I don't know. I don't care. I don't think. No, you got to pick. What? Neither of them are that. Linda attractive. Carter. They're both attractive. Also, I don't like Wonder Woman. She's that's lame. irrelevant. 
It's the outfit. That's part of it. You can't pick which hot chick you prefer. I don't. Well, okay. I know what Linda Carter looks like, so yeah. I'll go with her. I don't know if I can place Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot's pretty. Okay. You, you never seen any of the stuff where she was Wonder Woman? Mm-hmm. She's in that new movie with like the uh, the Rock, I think. Jumanji three. No, I don't know what it's called. Uh, he makes so many. Yeah. Uh, Chris Folds writes: How come Superman could stop bullets with his chest, but always ducked when someone threw a gun at him? <laughs> Did he? I don't know. I don't know. Superman is an... Uh, everybody loves Superman, right? But, I mean... I don't love Superman. He's a profoundly boring character. Yeah. I like the way that modern comics kind of put the screws to Superman. Because uh, he's lame. He's not a good He's not a good superhero. Him and Hulk are the toughest guys to write for. What are you going to no, do? Hulk is easier to write for. He's easier. Yeah. Superman's the hardest. Yeah. And the thing is, Superman's powers have waned and flux. Mm. He's dead, died a few times. You know, but... DC Comics, eh, I never yeah. got into them. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Armstrong writes, do boat students know about Boat Fest? No, I don't, well, I don't know, because I don't know who actually watches the, the show. Uh, it's possible they might know about Boat Fest, but uh, I'm, I have not announced Boat Fest. Wait a minute, you school. haven't had, hung any posters up I haven't hung any Boat Fest posters up. This is the last week to get some I people know. in here, but listen, we got to pay off this hall. You need to get them kids in there. That's true. Pajaco6502 asks, you're getting a retro gaming related tattoo. What is it? And where is it going? Aaron, I know you love tattoos. I would never get a tattoo. Number for two reasons. One, everyone's got tattoos. And two, I don't like pain or needles. Uh, with all that said, if I was forced to get a, a retro gaming themed tattoo, you know, I mean, Crawl had a game, so I could see the glaive being put somewhere on me. Let's say the arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would let's go. Does that one count? Would you count the glaive? Sure. That was in yeah. crawl. Yeah. So but that's sort, but that's sort of a cop out. What would you get? I get the sea hag across my chest. I would get the ugly old witch woman from from uh, <laughs> Donkey King. Do, no, from uh, a sailor man. Oh, from sailor man. That way you could really. I'm I'm gonna clone of yeah. the sea hag <laughs> on my chest. I just get a bunch of chucked empties down the arm. <laughs> um. Paul asks, Paul, a.k.a. Hermsky, it's Groundhog Day. If you had no other choice to pick one day in your life, what day would you choose to repeat over and over again? So he's asking, basically, what's the best day you've ever lived? Right. Gosh, that's a tough one. Um, it would probably be with the boy, of course. Uh, it may be when he got his... Uh, Maybe one day where he did great at jiu-jitsu and got his rank or something like that. I really, I was talking to the trees today how much I miss having jiu-jitsu around. I think you and definitely miss it more than he does. I wasn't even in it. He does miss it, though. And and, and I, you know that crap they say to people when you're going to be parents, like, oh, you don't understand life that you have a kid. Well, I, and I was always like, this sounds like a bunch of garbage. But, I mean, that is... My some of my favorite days are seeing him do be successful at stuff. Well, I would consider that's you really being, corny. Yeah, but, well, I would consider you to not be an ideal parent if that wasn't. Well, the I'm case. just saying it's it does sound corny. Even I have trouble believing me when I say it. But there's that. So probably a day where we maybe something when we were at the beach and we had a really t- good time walking around talking. I really enjoy that kind of stuff. Something like that. Me and him went to the arcade. We had donuts and we played surf. So maybe a day like that. Well, well, the thing with Groundhog Day is that you can live the day any way you want. Right, but so, that'd be a like, good day. So you could, so I, I'd go, like, I wouldn't necessarily pick a day that I really liked, 
I'd pick a day that I didn't like, and I would just live it in a different way. Yeah, but if you didn't like it, there's a good chance you're not going to like it hundreds of more times. Whereas I pick a day that I like, and I'm in an area where there's tons of stuff to do. So maybe one day I just spend the whole day at the beach, and the next day I spend the whole day in the arcade. The next day I spend the whole day eating donuts. You see what I'm saying here? I see what you're saying. Uh, Let's see. Chris Folds writes, which of these wacky UK sports would you most like to take part in? Oh, boy. We love wacky UK sports. Cheese rolling, bog snorkeling, or nettle eating? Cheese rolling, I've actually seen that. So cheese rolling. Yeah. Uh, Nettle eating is right out because that's like eating thorns. Who does that? UK people. Yeah. Um, Bog snorkeling. I don't want to be in a swamp and snorkel. That's no good. That sounds Cheese rolling, the only acceptable answer. Also, cheese is good eating. Right. You roll roll it it into your mouth. And the thing thing is, as the day rolls on, like there's less and less crap to roll. (laughs) That's right. And then you're done. Then you're done. Then you fall over dead. In the bog. They can can snorkel for your body. Uh, Lord Soup says, The Noble, Specky, and Dauntless C64 both have vibrant development scenes. Mm. I wish the CPC had had the same. Is there a particular system that you wish had a vibrant, a modern development scene as these? Well, the CPC... Listen, Soup, there's some good stuff out there. Yeah. We've tried Check out the Batman it. group. Uh, yeah, soup. and check out, we did an ARG on modern uh, stuff on the CPC that was really surprisingly good. Yeah, but uh, as far as a system that I wish had a great modern development scene, I would say I wish that the uh, the Atari 8-bit had half the scene that the C64 has. Absolutely. I'd also like to see a great Vectrix uh, homebrew scene. They've got up. a really good one, a really good one. Uh, I, so I, like, I was just thinking, like, I would like to see a real vibrant JAG scene mm-hmm. because the JAG is the, the, one of the most underutilized computers of all, or uh, game systems of all time. There, and there is one, but I don't have access to it. So maybe once I do, I'll see what they've got. But I mean, I like to see somebody do something with that hunk of crap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pajaco asks. An item of unquestionable rarity has appeared on eBay, and you've always wanted one. Mm. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to buy it. What is the item, and how much are you prepared to pony up for it? Once-in-a-lifetime item. God. It would probably be something from Sir Arthur Cronin Doyle. Some sort of artifact or a a manuscript. Sherlock Holmes Mm -hmm. related. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I I would love to have, like, an original copy of something he did. Mm -hmm. Or uh, uh, maybe even a really really cool photo or something like that. I like real-life stuff you know like uh i'm a history guy you know and i like that sort of thing so that or a houdini thing or something the deck of cards something he used something like that or maybe even something from like a show i really like you know i've looked for stuff like i would love to have like one of the cursed artifacts from friday 13th the series Ooh, or one of the paintings from night gallery i'd love to have one of those so any of that stuff i think all that would qualify uh, for me, probably something Tolkien related, like a hand-drawn map of Middle Earth. That'd be ooh, that'd be good. That would be great. Yeah, now, what's choice. the maximum amount that I would prepare to pony up for anything that's like that? Like, really, a thousand bucks is as most as I could spend on anything and not feel massively guilty about it. So there's no way I could get anything like that. But that's as much as the I would funny spend. thing is spending big money, big money. Would have I would not buy like a, something like that for big money. If I was going to buy something for big money, I would have to know that it was something that I could always part with later to get my money back. Right. Like so, like for example, if I like a, a, 
a real like a Twilight Zone pinball machine, mm-hmm. for example, right. something like that. You know, or I mean, it had to be like a top tier. Let's say Serling Estate was selling one of his old suits, show worn suit, or Rod Serling that you know is going to be in demand, something like that. And if I've got the money, I've got a bead on it, you know. Mm-hmm. But even but like I said, that stuff does come up. Yeah, I just don't have the money. Right. You know. Right. And a thousand bucks ain't going to get it done. Nope. Uh, let's see. Paul, aka Hermski, asks, "Do you ever wear your retro T-shirts when you go out anywhere?" If Every so, all the time. I'll if wear so, them. have you ever been stopped or had any passing comments? I have. Have you? I wear uh, most of the time. You know, a lot of my retro shirts that I have, the the material isn't as soft as I would like, and so I wear them for special pampered. occasions. So pampered. But I do have a Delfino Island from Super. This is not. This is an uncomfortable shirt. I grabbed it because all my comfy shirts need washed. I wore this to the ball game today. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but uh, but I wear a Delfino Island from Super Mario Sunshine uh, shirt. And every once in a while, I think it's happened twice in the 12 years I've owned the shirt, some kid will be like, I love Mario Sunshine. I'm like, heck yeah, we do the old high five. I uh, I wear my stuff everywhere. Mm-hmm. All the time. See, you got a job where you can wear whatever you want. Well, and, yeah. And like, helps. I've worn that, that line heart, heart shirt that you made me. I wore that till I wore it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I wear all the shirts. People look at me like, what? I've had people come up to me, and if I, I, a couple people have come up to me and said, the glaive, not just on the. I mean, real right, life. Right, right. I was wearing an Amigo shirt one time, and a guy at um, um, where was I? Walmart. Somebody like, he's like, "Oh, and the Amigos." You know, I've heard of that, and I was like, "Whoa!" That's one crazy. guy, you know, uh, and uh, um, so that happened. Uh, and but and sometimes I wear like uh, a Winter Is You, you know, wrestling shirt. I've had people talk about that. A lot of the shirts I've worn, people are like, "Oh." There are some retro shirts I don't wear out anymore because they're too non. Like I don't wear my top banana shirt out anymore uh, because it's so, it's so yeah it's so out there that people are just like, what in God's name were you talking about? The King Dong of Pong. Although I still do wear that occasionally, but I don't. That's what I don't usually wear out. But yeah, pretty much I wear pretty much all my stuff all the time. All right. Um, I love our store. It's clothed me for years. Now I've got a question for you, Aaron. Yeah. We have we're we're at a crossroads because I really have to use the restroom, but we have three more questions left. We can get through them. Let's should do we it. should we just get Let's through? Let's get them? through them. Okay, yeah. I got lots of long winded responses. Have either of you ever managed to do a handstand unassisted from the wall? No, God no. But I've also tried one and fallen over. So yeah, I've tried one and fallen seconds. over. Does that count? Me too. Net surge asks: If you eat yourself, do you become twice as big or do you disappear? Um. I would go with disappear. Me too. Yeah. Me too. And finally, Chris Folds asks, do you agree there is never a bad time to rock out? There is never a bad time. I agree. I agree. I'll I rock agree. out all the time. And that's going to do it for Ask the Amigos. If you, As always, if you have questions, ask them in our Discord channel in the Ask the Amigos channel. We yeah. will see you guys next time. Until then, adios. adios.